Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to the Spooky Doings podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York, and work is taking a lot out of me. So if I seem befuddled, it's because I'm no longer a pandemic man of leisure. I'm working so hard to keep beautiful lady in the luxury. I'm joined today by the woman who's not handing the beeps, the buttons, uh, the bobs, the levers of an elaborate pulley system of the Rube Goldberg machine that is recording this podcast, but still, it's not as much fun without her. She's Chelsea Bennington. Hello, Chelsea. Hello. Um, do you start every day with pouring a cup of ambition now that you're a working, working gal? Um, no, no. I have, I don't have ambition. I just set my alarm uh, about two hours prior to where I have to be, and then I go there. And sometimes it's a creepy pier along the West Side Highway where I think I might be murdered. But in actuality, I just have to make a fake airport. You know, those are the exact lyrics Dolly originally came up with, but the studio was like, that's just, that's just not going to work. Yeah, so Dolly, that's go a different direction. That's too specific for someone 40 years from now. Let's try to make it a little more universal. And Dolly, Dolly changed it up. I, I did listen to a song by Dolly earlier today uh, called I Don't Want to Throw Rice about her getting her man stolen and uh, you know he ends up marrying the new gal and she's like, I don't want to throw rice, I want to throw rocks at her. I'm like, oh shit, Dolly well, Parton, you know, spirit of vengeance. You know, rice can be just as dangerous because uh, rice was thrown at the wedding of the um, founder of the Girl Scouts and it made her go uh it, it made her lose it, it basically embedded into her ear canal and the doctor fucked up trying to take it out and um she lost hearing in that ear but you got to be really precise to permanently damage someone with a grain of rice that's true i'm you not know. that precise i'm i'm born and raised in queens new york i will hit a motherfucker with a brick yeah, you need to, th you specifically need to throw rocks. I don't think you'll have the, I say with peace and love, I don't think you have this strategy in that noggin of yours to uh, make sure the rice does infiltrate. And I'm also not athletic. So aiming to throw a brick, I got to be pretty close to clock somebody. But you know, my, my days of vengeance are done. I'm not snitching on myself on a podcast. I don't need to catch a case. Uh, but speaking of uh, near do wells that uh, I, I've come to know over the years. Our guest today is a writer, an improviser, uh, who I first met at the Magnet Theater, and and she's a delightful lady, uh, and she's here with us because uh, you know we we become friends. Chelsea has become friends with her, and she posted like, "Hey, I kind of want to get into more horror," and I said. Baby, I'm your man. Angelica Florio is here with us today. Hello, Angelica. Hello. How are so you? So excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's been so long since you and I have talked outside of just like sending each other messages of just like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Your dog is very sloof. <laughs> uh, so how have you been holding up throughout this pandemic? Uh, the never-ending pandemic um it's seriously like living in a horror film i would say but actually kind of like the one we're gonna be getting into because it's kind of like slow slowly just realizing that this is not gonna end <laughs> this is hell <laughs> yeah so you also trotted a little bit across uh, our country to the v. Uh, only to make your way back to New York. Yeah, I was in California for some time. I was in Oregon for some time, where I'm from, and also related to this film because they're in Oregon. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get into it. But yes, I've been around, been around and around, and picked up a dog. Very fun. Emphasis on the F U, as in my life has kind of gotten fucked up. <laughs> but in the best way, because, you know, I've learned that 
what like you know the best things come at some somewhat of a con- like a consequence to your freedom but that's all, that's like the lesson i think of life let's get into the lessons of life guys <laughs> the more you love things the less you are able to just go off and be an asshole and not give a shit about anyone and anything <laughs> This is very true, and we'll get into a little bit of that. But yeah, like I said, uh, you and Chelsea went to the wonderful Alamo Draft House to watch Near Dark, and that kind of Ooh. sparked you into some horror. So before we get into the the, the topic and the film that we're going to discuss today, what were your thoughts on Near Dark? Oh, okay, I loved Near Dark. Like I, that was a film. We're we're using the word film, not movie. I always like have to note that I'm saying film not movie because I just like find it funny um so yes that film stuck with me it was one of those thinking about it just like the vibe of it was so cool and I loved it and it definitely got that Mad Max kind of vibe to it and the characters were amazing and I forget that actor's name Chelsea I'm sure it's on the tip of your tongue but he was Bill Paxton (laughs) yep Bill Paxton was incredible and it was just so so good I felt like that was what I want from films and movies and just moving pictures like whatever you want to call it I loved it um I just yeah it was great it was it was really fun and I have always really been into horror I will say I say horror because I think that's a west coast stupid thing (laughs) um and I I you I've I love the I love I love it the genre but I'm also not an expert in any close sense that, that you two are so I just feel so honored and blessed to be in your presence and to learn and I love listening to your show and just Aww. hearing what you guys say so near dark though yes um incredible it it was really fun seeing that on the big screen I had not seen it on the big screen and it's one of my favorite vampire movies of all time um so it was so exciting to be there with someone who hasn't seen it especially when getting to like the diner scene which is my favorite and and all of these things and seeing how Angelica was reacting to all of it and I think there were some other people in the theater who I don't think have seen it because of the way they were responding to some of to some of the scenes but um it was it was such a great experience and uh I feel like it's a really good introduction maybe not introduction because you've you've seen horror films before but a really great 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 way jesus christ great way to um jump back into the horror realm it 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 is a classic it helps that it's in a typical vampire movie it it fucks with the vampire lore a bit and we got a lady director so that just puts it right over hell yeah and speaking of lady directors, uh, when I, I, it came to my uh, knowledge that you wanted to watch more horror, I'm like, okay, what's new? And there's this movie that's on Hulu called Fresh. And I thought, well, let's start there because Chelsea and I were talking about doing an episode about this movie. And if we can get a friend to watch it for the first time and get more into horror, so much the better. Now, I first heard about it, uh, Hulu tweeted about it, and Fangoria quote tweeted it, and he just got a picture of a hand like shrink wrapped on some styrofoam, like it's in a supermarket. And the Fangoria quote tweet was just the word "dickmatized," and I'm like, well, that's enough for me. So I was expecting uh, a gal to like maybe fall in love with a zombie or something. That's where my head went, and I was very, very wrong. So um, have had either of you? What had you heard about this movie before uh, booping and watching the film? <laughs> yeah, I can I can go. Um, the way I heard about it was um, I, I love Sebastian Stan, so I follow I follow him on Instagram, and I saw him post the trailer for it, and I thought this sounds really strange. Um, but I had been enjoying him, like I I really fell in love with him in I Tanya, which is probably an issue, but I don't know. I just thought he played that role really well. <laughs> 
absolutely. That one up in therapy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, exactly. I talked about it in therapy. And then um, after watching, I, I don't really watch, you know, the Marvel films. So I see him and all of the other things he does. And then um, watching You don't him have and- to be a fan of Bucky Barnes because any, bu- any man with a robot arm is a jerk. Just putting it out there. I, yeah, what I see of Bucky, I'm like, that's interesting. Not interesting enough for me to dive into it, but interesting enough to, I won't turn off a clip if I see it on social. But, um, and then I was watching Pam and Tommy, which I had been enjoying. And so I love this Sebastian Stan era that we're in. And so I also saw the poster of the shrink wrapped hand. And I was like, all right, so this is very much going to make me uncomfortable um, because of the world of online dating and um, people suck. (laughs) Dating sucks. Online dating and dating apps suck. And uh, talk about taking a horrifying situation. And for some reason, I, I must have just made this up in my head because it's so terrifying. I watched this whole movie thinking it was based on a true story. <laughs> I don't know why. I really thought that I read it was based on a true story. So I was just like, God, I'm gonna have to look this guy up. This is terrifying. Where did this happen? I totally believe that stuff like this is happening. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, this is <laughs> okay. Before before we we go to Angelica, first of all, I'm very surprised that that Bucky Barnes is the Daniel Day-Lewis of, of the present generation because his portrayal of Tommy Lee, he became him and I was frightened. Um, second, now I question uh, like what kind of online dating things you've gone through because I'm long retired before cell phones became a thing and I don't envy the people that do it. But now it's like, the fuck kind how have you evaded death numerous times with, with your your bumbles and your uh i don't know what the other ones are Kinder. i mean you could you can never be sure if it maybe i have but i think uh and angelica will probably agree with this like the situations i've more so have been in and every woman um has probably been in from online dating is the first date situation the, the date that it oh, opens yeah. and where he's such a dick at the end and like i mean when you're honest about like you know I'm just not really feeling this or Mm. I'm not feeling a connection being like well fine bitch I thought you were ugly anyway like it just immediately reacting in such a hostile or you know misogynistic way so definitely more of those situations I mean I don't think I've been with someone who's selling body parts but I who's to say it's like, how can you really ever know at this point? <laughs> exactly. So, so Angelica, what, what had you heard about the movie before I told you, hey, watch this movie and we'll discuss it? Yes, I had because I was getting a lot of ads for it, I guess on maybe Hulu or maybe just while I was watching on my Sling TV. But I remember I never liked the trailer it had for it or it was not a trailer, but like the TV spot they were playing did not make the movie look good to me. So I was just like, this is bad PR. This is a marketing flaw, which, you know, is not something I usually like to judge my movies based off of. So I was like, okay, Rick gave it his seal of approval. Chelsea's going to be watching. I'm down. We're going to like, I'll give it a try. And I did remember seeing some headline that was positive about it. So vague, you know, like I didn't read the article, but there was just something like, this is what like a new, a new, like era genre kind of like something of of films or I don't I don't really know what it was but it was definitely celebratory so I was like okay I'm down I obviously yeah Sebastian Stan not hard on the eyes but even in this film that tested my 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 limits the limits of my pure unadulterated attraction and it was like yeah, not something I was that excited to watch, but I, I, cause I thought it was vampires. And then okay, I was, okay. I love that you and I were both in, like, I was thinking it's a true story. You were thinking vampires. We just, what were we doing? I thought, I will I thought say, zombies were all wrong. 
<laughs> yes. Well, you were probably closest. Um, going into it very blind, though, I definitely appreciate it. Like, and I think that they're, yeah, I, I think the reason why the, the TV spot that I was seeing over and over and over again was so like just vague and didn't look like anything special. I was like, oh, like these people like were dating and then one of them so psycho, which is like, you know, what it is, but with such a deeper, like bigger plot line that was not at all referenced. So I did like having it completely. I was like, I had no idea what this what movie was about. Should we just say it? Should we just say yeah, that we're gonna, it's about? We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Um, yeah. And, I and, feel like and, I'm spoiling it if I say it. No, we're we're, we're going to spoil the it. shit out of this. But, you know, let's, let's go through a little bit. Uh, written and directed by Lori Todd and Lindy Cave, respectively. Um, you know, let, let's talk about that opening scene, which uh, I put me in a position where I do not envy uh, people looking for love in the current age, especially women, because this guy is such a fucking tool telling this woman that he's just met that she should be dressing differently. He's going to split the check with her, take her fucking leftovers, get his douchebag scarf into the food, uh belittle the wait staff to bring him like water to clean his scarf and then goes in for the kiss gets rejected and then gets fucking insulting and i'm like mm -hmm. women have to deal with that shit uh i don't know is it quarter hourly <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly i mean even not face to face it can it happens a lot even just in messages or um yeah, it, it really does. Like the time and energy that goes into online online dating and meeting on apps is so strange because you're putting, it feels like sometimes you're putting in a lot of effort for someone you haven't even met yet. And then, um, you know, you don't always feel that connection when you do meet in person and it's, it's strange. And then there's always, yeah. I mean, women are always going to, you know, unfortunately, I think we're always going to feel a little bit of fear. Like you, you are going to text your friends saying, yeah, we're meeting at this place. Um, or I mean, I never turn on the find my iPhone. That stuff freaks me out, but, um, but maybe it's actually helpful to do. Uh, but I'll let, I'll let my friends or, you know, my roommate or something know this is where we're going. Cause my God, you just don't know, especially in the city. Um, so yes, we deal yeah. with it <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that was amazing. I want to shout out that that actor, Brett Dyer, was from Jane the Virgin. Did you guys recognize him? I was just so no, happy. No, I've it. seen Jane the Virgin before too. And um, I've seen episodes of it. But yeah, he killed it. I mean, I was just like, wow, you really are embodying. All he was so good. And that whole scene was so realistic. It was actually like, whoa. It was Maybe a that's... Bit yeah, maybe that's when my brain went, this is a true story. <laughs> could be, could that be. might have been it, and I could see why. Because I think having women writing and directing this film is definitely refreshing for me as you know, a cisgendered male viewer. Because, you know, when you got men writing and directing, the, the date goes splendidly, and it ends with a delightful, wonderful sexual encounter and everything is fine and hunky-dory. So to see that switch, to see uh, Noah, who is played by Daisy Edgar Jones, uh, walking to her car with her keys between her fingers, that in and of itself is so vastly different from the overwhelming majority of entertainment that we're uh, given to ingest. So I like that. It's not really subversive, it's just, the other side of a coin that's been held down so that, you know, only heads has been showing for so long. I mean, the keys between the, the fingers, I don't know about you, Angelica, but we learned that in elementary school. That was when we started learning like to do this. And, I, and in elementary school, I was like, I have keys. <laughs> like I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that one was basically for the latchkey kids. <laughs> 
when they are the ones that need it. So no, I mean, nobody should need it, but you know, it's a sick world. And uh, it's funny you mentioned though, Chelsea, that you feel like in the city, you never know who you're going to see, but I've always felt safer in New York City than in Oregon a lot, because in Oregon, you are surrounded by nothingness and trees. And it's just like, so much more can go on in the shadows and in the hidden in the darkness here because there is more darkness there's not there's less uh light pollution which is why they people can, move there <laughs> they can take you off to their parents cabin or a place that they own like they say and it's uh out in the middle of nowhere oh god no yeah exactly and also yeah this movie did kind of give me a good, um, okay, yeah, like, don't trust those first instincts. Like, it was like a reminder that really did hit home because if a guy who I really hit it off with and he had a great couple encounters with that first was like, let's go away, I would not think twice to do it. And it's like, yeah. And at first I wasn't that into the friend. Um, sorry, I need to, anyone know her name? I forget. Um, Molly. So the main character's name is Noah, and then Sebastian Stan is Steve, and then her best friend was Molly. Molly played yeah. by Jojo Tegans. Yes. Yes. At first I was like, oh God, this is like really kind of cringy to watch. Like, oh, the supportive, like black best friend, like being just her only job is to be like a around like considering her you know white friend so I didn't like that stereotypical in a way yeah but then I just appreciated like how she her like okay first of all my favorite thing in this movie is that when when somebody uh suggests to her to call the cops she just like she doesn't make it overly like oh I'm not gonna do that they don't they won't do shit but her the she that actress nails the look on her face that's just like dismissive like that's not gonna help anything Mm -hmm. very true (laughs) very (laughs) very true um yeah and before we 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 get into the to the abduction thing even more of it you see Noah back home uh I guess swiping whatever direction you have to swipe in to match with somebody and getting messages and then suddenly the unsolicited dick pic which again uh, if somebody wants to see your weird old penis they'll let you know they'll let you know when they're ready oh my god yeah I am extremely fortunate I have not received an unsolicited dick pic I've never even received a dick pic I don't want to see that I don't want that. Yeah, this is, this is probably I like something that. I shouldn't be sharing, but I once was like begging someone to send <laughs> and he wouldn't yeah. do it. Even your dog's like, mom. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, because no, you, yeah. you were ready in that moment. But you yeah, but that's just proving your point, Rick, yeah. that we'll let you know. And um if if you don't want it yeah uh I would I've never wanted it unless yeah it was just like you yeah that's a rare occasion but I the only one I got was a guy sending me a picture of himself on a giant inflatable dick so I would say that's different so I haven't really had that happen but I know lots of girls who do I guess Chelsea and I probably just have the don't fuck with us vibe out there a little yeah. bit more than the average, maybe, or just in general, don't yeah. have a dick picky vibe. Not, which yeah, I'm, not, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. We must we're doing something where they're not where they're like, no, this is not this is not gonna help my cause. Which <laughs> it's just but no, luckily I've never had that happen. I think um apps are pretty yeah. good. I mean never say never we still have time so now I'm a little worried we're like about to like this weekend just randomly oh my god a spam message oof be on alert be on alert I don't I don't think uh we should shame people for sending news like everything else consent is important you'll let somebody know like hey send it on now would I send someone unsolicited a picture of a guitar pick with the word dick written on it Yes, I would because that is funny. <laughs> yeah. that's that's funny. I did have someone once who he was making a joke about um, 
sending sending a a dick pic and i think it was like a picture of nixon or something but it's also funny little gross but still funny but it wasn't coming through because i was in the subway station so all i was getting was him going here's a dick pic with a with a picture not loading (laughs) and i told him that and he thought it was very funny but i i was like very scared of what was gonna load anyway enough that is really talk. funny it's like loading loading i'm not gonna tap on that one i don't think i don't think we're gonna do the download <laughs> button this time oh, man. so then noah's out and about at the supermarket and in comes steve played by bucky barnes just chatting her up and being charming and, and talking about his niece and what have you and ask for her number and she gives it up uh so so angelica you you certainly confessed an attraction for uh old bucky barnes over there what would that have worked on you is my question um i would have gone on a date with him like she did but i think she was kind of sold on him a little too like easily just from that little like like i would have been okay i'll i'll go get a drink with you but i wouldn't be like Oh, he has cotton candy grapes. Wee. She seemed a little bit like oversold. Um, but I'm not even sure that's an actual thing. It is. Shows you how often I eat fruit. Yeah, that's a very good point. It is a thing, and it's also like a thing I feel like has been on the internet. So I like I'm noticing right now that the internet is just like very much affecting all of the movies that are coming out right now, and it's like annoying me. But anyway, that was like kind of the extent of it in this movie so I appreciate that but yeah I mean um all like I literally just walk around like praying that I can just meet someone not on an app and meet someone naturally so anytime there is an an any like exchange that would be considered flirty like that I think I would be like a little more open to it than the app because I just personally have found in my life that the app is just not the way to meet people but i know tons of people meet on the app so that's why i keep doing it but it just like how how many times am i gonna like have my own implicit bias like reinforced that it just doesn't work like i don't know so i would be down to um yeah to go get a drink with you heard it here first listeners angelica wants to meet somebody analog I mean, I how for that. That's the thing. Yeah, I I agree that I would like I would go on a date with him for sure. He's he's being charming. He's he's trying. Um, he's not bad to look at. So like the physical attraction, I'm sure is immediately there. Um, but it's gonna take more than a date or two to spend the weekend with that person. I get I get freaked out when if I go That's on a good right like good for you see I would have I would have gone oh you would have see (laughs) and I I would have been having to come after you um and and yeah that would be bad but um because I am not as resilient as Molly (laughs) but um no you're so smart for just not doing it in the first I seriously have learned from this movie that's the thing yeah you're like maybe I shouldn't (laughs) but but it's interesting because like I don't even like when there's been times I've been on a couple of dates with somebody and they're already telling me like I'd love for you to come to this party and meet my friends I'd love for you to and I'm just like oh oh." I'm not like and I'm sure that's normal to a lot to a lot of other people and such a good first date like, and it was kind of like they, it felt from her perspective, which is my perspective, because that first date, you know, we established that it's very similar to what we've had. And it's like when, and she's on the date, she's like, you know what, this sucks. I hate dating. I like, and you're ready to be done with it. And so you're just like, so like, you're like, that's the thing when you're just so ready to stop searching and just accept it, that maybe this is as good. It's, you you don't listen to the too good to be true part of yourself and you like do fall into that like oh we've been sold all this disney bullshit that love does exist even though she does say she doesn't think it does anyway yeah well you're right though i feel like and that happens i get in a weird state where you know i'm i'm so over dating with him when it comes to like let's let's meet my friends i'm like oh jesus christ no i've i've hung out with you like twice and i just don't want to 
you know, uh, do that yet. So I would have not, I don't know, but Sebastian Stan is also very cute. So <laughs> I don't know, but I likely do not think I would have gone with him. But, but there is that level of intimacy with someone. I mean, you know, there, there's passion, there's pheromones, there's physical intimacy, but, you know, interjecting yourself into a new person's life, it, 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 is a, it is a big step for meeting parents to meeting friends. I mean, I always looked at it like when I, when I brought uh, a, a young lady to meet my friends, that meant, at least from my perspective, I have the intention of keeping you around uh, for as long as you'll permit me. That feeling is not always mutual. I get it. It happens. Um, but and and then like like you said, you know, she's, she's talking with her friend Molly, our, our Noah. Uh, Molly sees some red flags of uh, of uh, Steve doesn't have a social media presence. That that's kind of questionable. Can't find out additional information. Going away with him. No Wi-Fi up in this secluded wooded area. I agree with Angelica completely. I'm a New York-born city rat. You take me to someplace rural, and I'm looking around like, what the fuck's behind me? There are no witnesses. Sometimes there's corn. Sometimes there's fog on the corn. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Get me to where the streets are crowded and full of near-do-wells and has that, you know, stank essence upon it and that's my home that's where i feel safest but what i love uh, and i love many aspects of this film uh noah is now succumbing to whatever has been put in her drink she's falling over uh we realize uh bucky barnes is is not the hero that uh you or nice guy you've been led to believe and then we get the title card and the credits 30 minutes into the film that is so original in my opinion to to bust that out to you there it's it's like saying okay now here's where the story actually starts it's, yeah that it's creeped me out yeah it's similar to psycho where you have all of that marion crane stuff that is is just a tool to get her to the bates motel and you realize it's not marion's story it's Norman's story, but th this at least still remains a story uh, of Noah and then later of Molly and uh, the other victims of, of Steve in this tale. And now we're on to something new. And now we're going to get some exposition as to what the fuck is going on here. So when you discovered yeah. what the fuck was going on here, that Steve was uh, abducting these women, uh, surgically removing portions of their flesh to sell on the dark web to weirdos that want to eat people along with uh, their their articles of clothing and little knickknacks what was your reaction because mine was yeah this is I, I know there's weirdos out there and you know whatever you're doing if you're not hurting anybody is okay with me but this is too far gone because you know as much as i love barbecue uh, and I'll joke about cannibalism. I don't really want, you know, to do it. Joseph's no, a vegetarian. You. She ain't going down that road. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to add, like, I love the comparison with Psycho and, wait, yeah, Psycho. And um, it's, it felt so, yeah, it felt so unsettling. And just, I really, I agree that that was really just, a cool new unique thing and I it really had an effect on me I well I agree with that that uh I I got excited when the title card popped up 30 minutes into the movie because it made me think oh my gosh there's so much more left <laughs> like and it, it's just one of those things that um that made me more excited and thrilled than anything I the way it's so small but the way she uh the way she just plopped down on the, on the floor, like the way the camera angle was and you just see her plop down off the couch. Um, and he's just like fixing another drink or doing whatnot. And then it says fresh. I, I thought that was really fun, but I mean, I don't know. It's in the world that we live in today, 
anything, unfortunately, anything is possible. And I'm sure things like this, um, unfortunately exist. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that it does. Uh, but it's, it's crazy, uh, just to think about and to be the, the part that really shook me was like, they're, they're all alive to keep it as fresh as possible. So I was very disturbed uh, after Noah, you know, tries to make her first escape attempt, and then she wakes up on the surgical table. And uh, not not to be crude, this is the line of dialogue. And Bucky Barnes says, "I'm taking your ass," and basically it means he's, he's surgically removing her rump to then send it to someone to eat. But the phrasing uh, could mean so many different things, especially in the sense of uh, not having consent of giving someone your ass. And, and, and that is something we all can relate to. And that I think is, is I think it was presented in that way to have uh, a myriad of meanings uh, for the viewer. Um, so yeah, what, uh, what fucking, weirded you out the most Chelsea um well with what you're mentioning uh and, and saying like I'm taking your ass or whatever it is that he said it's just it's such a de degrading way to say it right mm -hmm. like if you were getting surgery and you asked the doctor what 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 exactly is the operation that you're doing today and he's not going to be like well I'm taking your ass um, but it's, and it's the way like men talk about women, talk to women sometimes and, um, just really boiling them down to, uh, to body parts. Um, one thing that freaked me out and this is jumping ahead a little bit or the main thing that freaked me out. And I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but when it comes to Noah, her her ass was taken um which I have to give my little sister credit when I texted her saying oh my god he 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 removed her ass um Amanda my sister went must have been a small order <laughs> she's so skinny <laughs> I thought that was so funny anyway um but I, I I just have to mention that um but he does that to Noah and then I think it's with Penny he takes her leg or one of her one of her legs and then with uh molly the way i interpreted it was that was her breast mm -hmm. that um that they ate when he was saying this right. is familiar yeah. and then when she gets hit in the end you see her grab like her chest those are three body parts that men treasure the most we, we, we fixate we fixate on, on exactly on and, and those are the parts getting removed. So that really freaked me out. Um, the second thing yeah. is uh, that wife, the freaking wife. It's always, it's, it's bitches like you who are the fucking problem. <laughs> it's that line. It's, um, <laughs> um, it's uh, you know, it, it, Black Christmas, the remake had something, the 2019 remake had something similar where one of the women was in on it. Um, like falling into her role uh, next to a man. And this woman reminded me of the same thing in a way, because it is, I mean, there's always, there's women with internalized misogyny or who are incredibly toxic and who act like this. But when we found out that the wife was in on it, I was like, I'm done. This is, this is so, this is awful. Anyway, I, I jumped in several different places, but that's what, those were the parts that really made me uncomfortable. I yeah, love so how you mentioned those things about the body parts because I didn't really. Uh oh. What? Oh, we can hear you. Yeah. Camera's off though. I got a thing. I it, the cameras. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. sorry. I was gonna say that to me, what stood out was it's she's a piece of ass to him, and you know, yeah, that was what happened. And I didn't really make the connection with the leg and the breast, but yeah, I did definitely notice when he was serving her. Oh God, it was disgusting. The, the boob and sorry, breast and oh my God, it was like the grossest thing. There were so many disturbing, unsettling visuals in this 
movie. Oh my God. I was gagging. I was like clutching my pearls. I was clutching my, my blankie because it was. I I like that you put on pearls to watch a movie. That's very, very. Viewing on the couch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. It was that. uh, Yeah. When he first is like, yeah, we keep you alive. And he mentioned something about like closing up the wound on her ass. Did he say cauterizing the wound? It's like just so bizarre. Like that, I just found it all so disturbing. Like, cause it's like one thing to eat people. And then it's another thing to actually like dismember them and then keep them there. It's like so sickening. And romanticize them in a way, like the way they talk about, the way he talks about cannibalism and it's somebody who's part of you forever. And Mm -hmm. when you, especially when you have one of their like belongings and this is someone who will be with you. And it's like, I mean, I ain't saying that about the freaking egg and cheese biscuit I had. It's not going to be part of me forever. Like Jesus, (laughs) it's just... And, and, and it, to make it even weirder, the weird joy he has when he's uh, cutting up the leg and tenderizing it and then um, uh, shrink wrapping it, uh, vacuum sealing rather, the parts and putting his orders together, like some, you know, Etsy fucking vendor. Uh, is, is dark web Etsy a thing? Let's make it one. Um, is also very weird. But as you mentioned, uh, the wife. And, you know, as our listeners should realize we're spoiling the fuck out of this movie and you should have watched it before you move to play. But, you know, it's still a great thing to watch. Uh, when Molly does her stalking, uh, she gets in touch with uh, Paul at the bar to find out uh, Steve's name and get a load of him and finds out where he lives and meets his wife. And she just thinks, oh, my friend is hooked up with a married dude who's creeping. So she confronts the wife and, you know, ends up confronting Steve and decides to call Noah's phone before she exits the house. Here's the ring. And it's like, oh, it's over. Wife clocks her in the head. And we later see in a shower scene, this wife is missing a leg. She was a victim that maybe talked her way into surviving and living whatever kind of luxurious lifestyle you can have with someone that sells meat online as opposed to just being a regular ass surgeon. But you know, I don't know what kind of money's involved in that. And I don't really want to take part in it anyway. Yeah. So so talk about the wife a little bit. If you guys want to talk about it later or now, I am like confused about her. Let me go ahead. Go for it. That's why we're here. I mean, I thought the reveal that she was in on it was great. And then followed by the reveal that she had been his victim also. Also, like, I love these, I love these reveals. And I noticed like she's looking at her face and he pulls up her face, um, like as if he is kind of like suggesting that she's, you know, her beauty is fading and she feels like, you know, you could just sense that she doesn't feel secure at all, um, which I mean, I don't know how you ever could even if you looked like a barbie if that's what he wants whatever anyway maybe it suggests that any minute she could be back on the menu exactly so that's why at the ending i didn't quite get her reaction like i was i get it that she was in on it but i thought that she was going to turn at the last in the last scene as far as finally he's dead and thank you and also to jump to the very ending also, where where did that man go who was like part of this scheme to get the meat? Like that really bothered me because I, I get so frustrated by these hanging threads of like, wait, but there's still like a, a baddie out there like who can kill you all. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the wife, I, I kind of enjoy that she didn't turn um, and, and was... Uh, the way she reacted when she was like, we need to clean this up. And um, it was such a weird, I was like, is she gonna, is she taking the torch? <laughs> like, um, is, is she gonna do this? I'm like, I think you're gonna have some trouble, lady. I don't think this will work. These days, and, you gotta have a sequel. Yeah, right. And um, so I was, I, I, I don't know, I wasn't taken aback by her reaction. I 
I thought it was an interesting mix of like being like repressing it, trying to figure solve the problem, like cleaning up, but then also some pure like anger when she's trying to kill Noah and like choke her. It's just such a, you know, she's, it's, it was kind of nice to see she ended up just evil and messed up too. But I agree about the ending because I, I did love the ending um, and then seeing them together, but I did have to like rewind it and watch the last five-ish minutes again because I was like, wait, where's Penny? Did Penny live? Like, was she just dropped off somewhere? What's going on? It did kind of end in an abrupt way, which I think has become popular with a lot of movies too. Um, so I agree with you on that. Yeah, I think maybe that was kind of setting up a sequel perhaps. So I would watch it because now I have, yeah, I still have some questions. Um, and yeah, I, I guess it's definitely not, it's not falling into the common like, oh, like she's the wife who secretly is the victim who is happy to see her, her abuser go down because yeah, but I just like don't, I don't know for me it, it leaves like a big like block in my head of like like I want to see in a way I want to see like their backstory which I don't want to see because it's going to be disgusting right. but maybe that's the sequel I would want to see like how he how did she get out and then because there's also a couple other twists though like um is it Ryan the <laughs> it's a girl's boy's name for the for the main girl I'm sorry Noah Noah okay so Noah had a magazine and there was a note in it that said you're if you're reading this you are one of his favorites he likes you use it to your advantage and then we find out that that name is I think the last name is like Akbar or something like that and then we see the picture of that person and it's clearly not the wife so what I had been thinking was that it was the wife giving Mm -hmm. the tip and then it wasn't so I really want to know what happened to that person who I think possibly died. Do you, what do you guys think? Do you think that the person who wrote the note in the magazine died? Yeah, I think he ended up being. Uh, she wasn't able to. She didn't do something like Noah did. It it didn't quite work out, you know. It, it, and but I did like that aspect of Noah trying to play to Bucky's uh, affections and manipulate him because it, it's certainly a role reversal. Uh, it reminds me of the Nirvana song Polly of like, okay, let me, you clearly like me. Let me pretend that I like you. And more importantly, pretend that I like eating what you're feeding me um, until things get hot and heavy. And, you know, you get your comeuppance, which is bite that dick. Yeah. Chomp. I did also enjoy the dancing scenes. I loved watching them dance together. They were so fun when they were dancing together. And, um, but yeah, I loved the whole biting the dick and then putting the toothpaste in his eyes. I was like, wow, this is so great. It, it was um, very, very clever. She did use it use it to her advantage. I, I think the other person who um who wrote in the magazine I don't think she did well she obviously didn't do what Noah did attack wise but I also think Noah is the first girl to want to try the meat or pretend to want to try the meat obviously she didn't yeah I think that was the smartest move for her yeah I agree and also I was so I loved that yeah her whole charade of you know he he liked that she was like completely devoid of any moral conscience and so I love that she played into that and it was like turning him on that she I loved when she said like she was laughing like I feel bad that I don't feel bad like I feel like she said she played it perfectly and it was cool to watch that kind of master manipulation um and I did really like also when she just laughed about the breast for last because that was so weird and like the fact that he left that was it was, yeah it was definitely like it's the whole thing though is like 
I could never fully like unclench my, my ass cheeks because, you know, <laughs> you're just the whole time watching it in a very uncomfortable. I know position. whenever, no. whenever she like, sat down, I was like, oh my God, that must hurt. <laughs> like, I, I think that's a universal reaction uh, to this, to watching this movie is that everybody clenches their ass because you never know when it might be there. So before we, we bring it in to the end, we've got to mention Paul played by Deo yes. Okenini, um, who is the bartender. I like that Molly, you know, kind of gave her, gave him the location of his phone. Like, if shit goes down, find me here. Because, you know, Paul, he wants to fuck Molly. Again, uh, you know, she got him with the pouty lip. We're all suckers for the pouty lip. And this movie certainly uh, portrays men as the suckers that we are. Um, but you know he's he's following her phone, and then you think, okay, he's gonna as as would typically be in a horror movie, he's the guy, he's gonna come to the rescue. But as an African American man, when he hears gunshots, he does the thing you're supposed to do, which is fucking leave. I absolutely loved that he was being set up as the guy who's gonna come in, and just immediately, nope no not doing this it just turns around there was just something about and it's nice to see like the women like save themselves too mm -hmm. of course but um I, and part of me was thinking especially at the very end when they were all outside and all like scattered into the woods I was like maybe he's still there on the road and I'm like nah that man is in another state he is he's done with this and I don't blame him but I thought that was a very clever clever uh direction yeah that was one of my favorite like twists of this movie I just like didn't really expect the pursuit of like these people who are lost to be like fun and it really was because I because we're in such a like time of just how we want to solve the true crime ourselves era of like everybody's listening to the true crime podcast and people like citizens are solving some of these and it's like, yeah, we, it's watching that kind of play out, which is fun. And I did love him. And I just love that the bartender kind of is like, it was just a, he seemed so cool as a person. And like, I just liked that Molly was so smart to use her, you know, turn on that location setting. And I just, why wasn't Noah? Why wasn't Noah thinking that? We, we all have to wonder, but you know, there are, I guess, like I said before, I would have fallen for it too. So it's really asking myself. <laughs> it's easy to watch in hindsight, you know? Yeah, it's easy to watch in hindsight. It's just, but no, I, yeah, he, and it was just, I wasn't even, I feel like there's probably been movies and TV shows in this genre where a person is abandoned, like the friends or something. And I would usually get mad about it. Um, but there's something about, him just hearing like the screaming or gunshots or whatever he was hearing just being like no no I'll no and just leaving that yeah I found it was such a turn on was uh, fine with it. Out yeah. I felt like it was kind of oh this is the get out character who is like him and Molly kind of combined were sort of that where it's like yeah they're trusting their instinct they have good instinct and they're showing up to save it but then nope he didn't and yeah it's, it's fun I wonder how they how the fuck they do get out I mean one of them is missing an ass one of them has is missing probably a lot of things but a leg and yeah. hasn't gotten used to it moving and the other one has had a major breast surgery it's just all <laughs> right. things like you and they've also been beaten up and stabbed oh, yeah, that, yeah. Stuff, so yeah yeah the more, I would, yeah the more traditional violence of the escape is one of the only uh typical portions of this brilliant film yeah the the, the dick has been bitten uh and noah is not forgetting her fellow captive she's not just making a break and saving herself and that's uh important and they throw down and you're at to see these ladies at the physical disadvantage but using everything they got from uh kitchen fucking uh appliances and whatever just just throw down and make it outside and they're in the middle of nowhere and now the fuck what um and 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 steve turning it around 
uh, which I guess is the way men typically behave when they're in the wrong to suddenly just go start yelling and, and being vile and calling women goddamn bitches. It's like, you're in the wrong here. What did you expect? One of my favorite things that'll happen in movies is when like a woman's hiding from a man or something like that. And the man is trying both sides of at first being like, baby, I'm sorry, or I'm sorry. I promise if you come out, I'm not going to hurt you. I promise. Like, this is all a misunderstanding. I'm so sorry. And then if that's not working, he's just like, you bitch, I'm going to tear your guts out. Like, just immediately turns. And, and it's like the guy at the beginning who goes from, exactly. you want to have another date or want to go home? Or, and then to, oh, yeah, you're ugly and I fuck, fucking hate you. And yeah, I didn't want to see you anyway. Same in just different scenarios and different extremes it's really like you say the wrong thing or what they think is the wrong thing and you're suddenly so little in their eyes and and they'll try to trick you by trying to be nice and complimenting you so it's something I always notice um but yeah this is this is a fun movie um frightening as well hell. I but don't know. Okay, well, here before we wrap up, I need to know the mm-hmm. <laughs> before we, you know, freeze it up. We <laughs> gotta get um I have to know, like, okay, it was fun, but it was so no pun intended, um unpalatable that it was like not a enjoyable watch that like in the way yeah not like beyond because the the meat stuff was so disgusting to me and maybe that's because I do eat meat and it Mm. looks like you know when they're showing it in the in the grinder you know you see that as animal meat don't think as much about it so what do you think do you see this movie as like a veg pro vegetarian movie like is there (laughs) an agenda here Yes, it's the story I want to get out. <laughs> no. Um, well, Adam McKay was the producer and he just made, you know, the Don't Look Up movie. So maybe, maybe it was. He's, he's made Succession. He seems to have some, somewhat of an agenda. Yeah. No, that's a good question. I feel like, um, I don't know, because I think this is one of those situations where I don't think people who eat animal meat are a step away from eating human meat. I think we're, your brain and set yours you're still able to separate them very equally um uh or not very equally but very very far from each other so um if he was trying to say that this is similar I I don't think it is but I do agree with you like when I say it's fun like I had a fun time watching it it's going to be a bit before I rewatch it. Like if anything, if I rewatch it, it'll be like showing it to my roommate or something. Like it's, it'll be like a, it's not going to be me sitting alone, just remembering the dangers of dating. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, because I, yeah, I watching I, someone I, watch there. it, that actually would be fun. Right. Like, cause I, I agree with you there because um, especially I would like to watch it not thinking up until after I look it up after the credits that it was a true story because that just made it so hard to watch. All right, so so b- before I get into, into my opinion about that, so so how did you start looking it up that you so believed this was a true story? And how far down the rabbit hole did you go before you realized? I mean, I'm sure things like that have happened and you'll find stories about it, whether they're true or not. But at what point did you go, this isn't specifically about uh, any one tale? I think, um, so I noticed I wasn't paying as much attention in the opening credits because I think I was so taken aback by the credits even starting, the opening credits starting. Um, So I was watching the closing credits and I didn't see any like based on this. And I was like, Oh, maybe it isn't. So I really did just, it's, it was point blank. I Googled fresh movie 2022 based on true story question. Mark. <laughs> the 
first article that came up was no it was not based and I was like damn I really thought this was maybe based on like a BuzzFeed article or a true crime thing and I'm like but I think that's because that's the world like the last few things I've been watching on TV have been the dropout the girl from Plainville or whatever that show is like uh, so many things that are based on true stories that I think are brains or at least maybe for like women when we see these things we're thinking oh my god this has happened and especially something yeah. this messed up like of course I believe that this is happening that some twisted version of this is is well this is already twisted but a different type of twisted version of this is happening so luckily the wormhole like the internet made the internet went full stop like Chelsea this is not this is not a true story <laughs> but I, I yeah, thought no I get that I get what you mean like everything feels like a true story and also you just never know I mean oof. what made the movie fun for me as uncomfortable and as unsettling as it was is that the movie for me lived up to its name. It's fresh. When you watch as much horror as I watch or as Chelsea watches, you can watch a lot of retread shit over and over again. You've seen it before. You've seen it done better. So having a movie, which I'd love to get more of, through the female perspective, uh, that is so different from watching, uh, let's just say, 40 years of my life watching horror uh, over and over again and, and seeing it so much. To, it, it's, it's the same reaction I got from seeing Get Out for the first time. It's like, this is a different kind of storyteller and we need more of that. I mean, unfortunately, it means that the corporations and the studios are going to try to find uh some kind of derivative versions of this for profit that's inevitable uh but you know the the, the cream will rise so whatever mimi cave uh does next i don't need to see a preview for it i'm just gonna fucking watch it because i think uh she's a brilliant filmmaker to pay attention to and to follow through her career and uh, hopefully word of this podcast and the praise gets back to her. I want more. And that that's why it was fun for me. And the fact that, you know, when you watch a lot of horror, you don't get scared as much. So when something can make you feel unsettled, that's a bonus on top of that. So Angelica. What's next for you in your, your, your dive into horror? What, do you have anything in particular that you're thinking of checking out next? Because, you know, our doors are always open. We can do this for you anytime. This is your second tutorial with us. I'm always down to take a recommendation. I love female directors. Um, like we talked about near dark and this one so like any of those I would love to watch I feel like women in horror like you know it just goes together like Sebastian Stan and nice abs <laughs> <laughs> that's a that oh I love that it goes together um, <laughs> it's yeah. like you know he, yeah it's it's we live in a horror story just the dating aspect I feel like I, I feel like you know I would love maybe this is my next what's next for me is to write the movie that's just kind of about dating as a horror but not to this extreme because to me it's like it kind of was like oh is this a cautionary tale about how you never know who you're dating online but no it was just a movie about a fucking psycho like I don't I mean right. it sort of was but it mostly was about like a fucking psycho but I feel like there's like kind of so much so much you can do with just the patriarchy being just so predatory and scary so you know I'm excited to see anything that has to do with that and you know I'm oh I'm really excited to see Nope the new Jordan mm -hmm. Peele because I loved I loved more than Get Out I loved um us yeah yeah, yeah that one he's another instant classic filmmaker uh yeah 
and, and I lay on the the recommendations uh, i i gotta i gotta see more uh these horror like near dark i think yeah that's kind of i love i love like when they're just you know when it creates a world you know like near dark did that like i just they it got such a it had such a sense of like being out in in the big sky montana or yeah Texas or wherever it was I just oh the gravel roads I just loved it oh yeah I'm gonna I'll do some thinking I think nope is kind of like in that kind of scene so that will be cool I'm not watching the preview I'm just going in as cold as possible but between Chelsea and myself you know I I I can text you a recommendation because like Severin and Near Dark I also keep odd hours So, Angelica, thank you for being a part of this show. Where can the people find thank you, you both. if they want to find you? Uh, what what uh, social media you want to plug for? Well, I'm not going to give you all my location because <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where you can literally find me because I've learned some things. Not I've literally. learned a few things. Learning about some safety precautions. But no, you can just find me at Angelica Flory O and the O is a zero on Twitter. And that's probably the best place for now. So I will have some things I'm planning to do creatively, podcastly, TikTokly. I'll let you guys all know about that when it's coming, but that's in the near future. Yeah, give her a follow. She, she does funny stuff on the Tweety. Mm-hmm. Chelsea, where can the people find you if they want to find uh, you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram, just typing in Chelsea Bennington, and I am right there. Cool. You can check out Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook, Spooky Doings on Instagram. I'm on Tweety at Rick Guzman 718. And yeah, this is fun. Thank you for being a part of it. We'll probably do it again soon with some other movie other that you know you go with Chelsea to see at the Alamo Draft House and have a fuck ton of queso as she has some buffalo cauliflower because I know her order already. That's oh hell yes. <laughs> Anytime. And maybe I'm I'll so join excited. it. I don't know what my schedule entails. Things are weird and unpredictable, but that's all right. <laughs> so uh, to all of our dear listeners in the meantime and in between times, stay good, stay healthy, stay spooky.